your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Limerick tenants worried as the eviction ban is set to be lifted at the end of this month. And only yesterday we were chatting to Megan Scully, and many of you will know Megan pretty well, journalist at the Limerick Leader, who recently received a notice of termination after living in her beloved apartment for seven years. Here's a little of what she had to say to us on the show. Yeah, I just, I love where I live. Mm-hmm. But? But, unfortunately... It's coming to an end. I got the dreaded letter. Um, now, look, I'm probably in a more fortunate place than others that I do have six months to, I guess, figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but seven years living in the same place, I looked around the apartment last night after I read the letter and I just thought, I have created such a home here in Limerick. Um, I actually have lived longer in this apartment than I have in my own home house. Do you build an emotional connection to your environment? Oh, I think everyone knows how much I love that apartment. It's it's been kind of, it's my my saviour. It's like my safe place. Um, you know, during lockdown, I spent six weeks on my own there at the very start. And I just really embraced it and really made the most of my time there. And I had the three bridges, thankfully, on my doorstep as my two kilometres. At that time, we could only go two kilometres. And I just really, yeah, I actually definitely had a connection to the apartment. I know that might sound crazy to say, but I definitely do. And I think I've gone through so much there in the last seven years. I've had so many different, I guess, life changing moments. I've had job changes. I've had relationships. I've had breakups. I've had just so much happen throughout that time. But one thing has always been remained that that place has been really happy for me and it's just brought me so much joy. That's Megan Scully, their journalist with the Limerick Leader, and you can hear that full interview as a podcast at live95.ie or through the Live95 app. Download the app if you haven't done already. Lots of great features and, of course, helps you listen to Live95 wherever you go or wherever you might be in the world, especially over the St. Patrick's weekend. Uh, Now, uh, aim to housing spokesperson and representative here in Limerick, Sarah Beasley, is with me in the studio. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning, Joe. How are you? And very articulately put there by Megan Scully, um, this whole dilemma. I actually listened to Megan um, yesterday. I, I just so sad. And unfortunately, she's looking down the barrel of a gun because six months is nothing. I mean, this morning I looked on um, Daft. There's 11 properties in Limerick City and County as of today. One in Lisnagry, 1,400. And one in Castle Troy, €3,000 per month to rent. So where is somebody that is, say, working in journalism on the average wage? How the hell are they going to pay for this? I have 20 families I'm dealing with personally that are ringing me every day. They're actually terrified. On April the 1st, where are they to go? And the government is actually telling them to go to the Garda station. Well, I can tell you, Joe, if they go to the Garda station with children, Tuzzler will come and take those children. And that's what's happening to families today in Limerick and around the country. It, they're, they're terrified. That's the only word I can use. And you have dealt, haven't you, with homelessness over the years? Yes. Um, in 2018, I predicted that it would get much, much worse. But never did I expect to see. I mean, there's four, four, nearly 5,000 families going to be homeless on, the April, on April the 1st. And the homeless action teams around the country say there is no accommodation. There's no hotels. There's no emergency accommodation, as in even um, uh, a bed for the night, a hostel bed. So where are these families going to go? 
And I've heard two different views from people within the hotel industry. Some saying that they don't want to continue these contracts where they, for example, have Ukrainian refugees staying with them. But others suggesting that they might well do that. So either way, you have a crunch in that sector, don't you? People who uh, will have it available for tourists, but maybe because Ukrainian refugees have moved on, or alternatively, uh, people who keep Ukrainian refugees and don't have room necessarily for the tourists that will be coming in over the next six to eight months. Yeah, what's happened in this country um, is that uh, tourists are actually staying in housing, in Airbnbs, and families uh, in hotels. And it, we should be flipping that. Now, Wayne too did uh, introduce a bill in the door to stop this long-term Airbnb. Um, it was great during COVID. It helped families, you know, survive. But now we have to, that has to stop. We need to get tourists back into hotels and we have to get families back into mm. homes. But, but there are, are legislative efforts being made, uh, aren't there, on the whole Airbnb, um, specifically really targeted at cities where, That's right. you know, the Airbnb short terms could indeed be long-term housing That's for right, people Joe. who need it. But there are others who are pointing out, well, if you apply that nationwide, you could also have an impact on tourism along the coast. That's you know, right. the Kilkees and the Ballybunions of this world because they That's aren't right. necessarily going to be available for long-term housing anyway. Yeah, the housing crisis is difficult. Um, there's no quick fix, but this lifting of the eviction ban has just sent people into... Um, they're just ter- they're just absolutely in bits, and for me dealing with it on a day to day basis until April the first, Limerick City and County Council will not give someone uh, any idea where they will be going. So they've got pets, they've got dogs, they've got children. Children will be waking up on that day not knowing where they're going to come home. So there's no ability to prep. Is that what you're saying? That's right. And why is that? That's Limerick City and County Council's housing policy. It's different all around the country, but that's what they'll do. They'll leave it till the very single last minute and say you're either going into a hotel, a hub, or we do do not have emergency accommodation for Mm. you. And is it true that in some cases what happened with the eviction ban was that it put a moratorium on um, uh, eviction notices that had already been um, handed out. That's right, that's right. So it's put nearly 5,000 families in a situation where the last six months they're just waiting, waiting on the news of whether they're going to be given a RAS property or, look, as I say, there's only 11 properties out there. No normal family can afford €3,000 a month rent. Mm. We're chatting to Sarah Beasley, uh, who is a housing spokesperson for Aintu and uh, rep for Aintu here in Limerick. Uh, we uh, were uh, trying to get someone from the government side on this morning and that just hasn't quite worked out. So we will certainly come back to them uh, at some point in the not too distant future on the show. Although this is an ongoing debate. We've had it before and the truth is we're going to have it uh, again. Um, and you heard a little bit earlier from Megan Scully, who did a really interesting interview with us yesterday. And she had this to say um, uh, about uh, her situation as well. I, I don't blame landlords at all either because I think, you know, they have properties that maybe they want to live in themselves or maybe they actually just decide, I don't want to own anymore, I want to sell. Um, so it's hard for them as well. Like, And I've heard, heard some stories where landlords have owned houses, maybe were living abroad and have come home now and can't get into their own house and have nowhere to live because 
one house they own is occupied by tenants. So look, I understand that it's for everyone. It's a really, really tough situation. My biggest fear about this whole scenario is the next couple of months and the next couple of weeks and months, we are going to have thousands of tenants out. And last night then as well, of course, I looked online just to see, for example, what is available in Limerick City right now. And I think I saw six properties. And, you know, in my house alone, there's three of us. So I was like, in a couple of months, three of us will be looking for a room somewhere. And that, and we're, we're just part of the, we're just part of this huge group. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger as the days and the weeks go on, as these letters start to land into post boxes. Mm, Megan Scully there uh, chatting to us yesterday and you know she makes an interesting point because the truth of the matter is there is a difficulty there are landlords there are different types of landlords they're the big institutional landlords and you know in Limerick we would have quite a few small landlords or even accidental landlords you know situations where couples have got together and they've moved into one house they've rented the other home that might have been there from years back um, and they now find themselves in a dilemma as well don't they? Oh, totally. I, I, I have landlords on to me that are sort of begging me to help push, move on their tenants in the nicest possible way because they genuinely need these properties back sometimes like that. The relationship is broken down and they need to go back home. Um, or sometimes people need it actually for nursing homes just to support their families. So there's two sides to the story and both of them are so anxious. Obviously, you've feel so much for the families that just have nowhere to go. On the other side of it, you've got these landlords that desperately need this financial income coming in. I mean, if it was your mother and you needed to go into a nursing home and have the best of care, you know, towards the end of the life, that's the other side of the story. And what about the builder in uh, the papers this morning, and wouldn't be the first builder to say this, that we are decades away from catching up on housing supply? And can you believe in the middle of it all, in COVID, the government stopped building houses. We were the only country in Europe that stopped building during Mm. COVID. So we're decades behind. They said they were doing that at the time in emergency circumstances for health and safety reasons at that point. And, you know, a lot of decisions were made, I think, during that two years of COVID that maybe when an inquiry eventually happens, people look back and go, well, why did you do it? But it was a real time situation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are decades behind. Now, there is going to be this um, whole thing in the door where the Sinn Féin want to extend the ban. Now, AIN2 would support it in a way that I think six months, not nine months. And that's to give the chance of what the government has said is that the, the council have the ability to buy the, the properties that people are living in. And we think that's a, it's fantastic. They have to do it, but it's a fantastic. Mm. So if we but, have... But what has apparently happened, though, is that it is causing landlords to panic a little bit too. First of all, would. there were constitutional issues that the Attorney General flagged about maintaining the eviction ban. And secondly, people are almost desperate to get out of the market because the uncertainty leads them to think, if I don't sell now, will Where my property will be? be worth... X in nine months time yeah and you have the the housing standards with HAP they have to have the house up to a certain standard Mm -hmm. that's their money being pumped into it so there's two sides of the stories but I just feel sorry for the families that are actually stuck in this housing crisis and as I say April the 1st are we going to see people Mm -hmm. families in the Garda station on Henry Street that's where we're looking at. That's, you, that's what we're looking at. All right. and, and then the point that uh, Megan was making, you know, that lots of people will find themselves in this situation. You know, it is your view that in April, May and June, we're going to see a lot of Limerick people in this difficulty? Definitely. 
definitely. Well, if there's 5,000 around the country, if we look at the percentage, we're talking of hundreds in Limerick. All right. Well, we want to keep a very close eye on it. We thank you for your time today. As I say, we will hear from the government uh, side um, shortly uh, in uh, a show over the next uh, few days. And we're not on the air Friday, I should uh, point out, because it's St. Patrick's Day. But anyway, it's a, a subject that we will continue to come back to. But for the moment, housing spokesperson for AIM2, based here in Limerick, Sarah Beasley, thank you for your time. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.